Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. My name is Gianna, your host, and today I've got with me Renee. Renee, welcome to the Icon Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. You earned your way here. Now, let's take this all the way back to the beginning. Tell me about your real estate journey. You know, did you, did you start wanting to do real estate? What drew you to the industry? And, you know, just let's rewind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I did not wake up one morning and say, I just want to be a real estate agent. Um, I actually got involved in investing first. So my husband um, was in the military and he was um, stationed on Guam and he was, um, we were at war at the time. So he was uh, oftentimes deployed and um, while he was deployed, um, we have a little boy, we had a little boy and um, I was working 60 plus hours a week working in corporate America. And I knew that that, um, that was very taxing on basically a single mom, right? So um, had the opportunity to do a little bit of investing, purchased our first um, rental property. And then um, the same agents that represented that rental property had contacted me and said, hey, we have another property that just fell out of contract. Any chance you might be interested in in working on, a, and this would probably be more like a flip. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I work 60 hours a week and I have a little boy and, and, and why not? <laughs> why not do that? So um, bought that first property, um, that flip, um, which actually was back during a time where you thought you were going to flip it and then you got it all done and then the market tanked. So you ended up having to hold on to it. <laughs> um, so that flip actually turned into a rental and then those same real estate agents, we actually wanted to uh, move out of the city that we were in and move into um, a different city. Uh, my, our son was just about to start school. So we wanted to get him into a little bit better of a school district. And we went to them. And they, so we, we bought three houses from them in a really, really short period of time. And they just said, hey, why don't you get your real estate license? And I'm like, because um, I work 60 hours a week you keep selling me properties and I have this little boy that I need to take care of. Um, but at that time it was a very volatile market. This was back in 2008. Um, well, prior to 2008 and um, you know, everybody was kind of holding on to their jobs for dear life. Uh, everybody was up upside down, um, you know, underwater in their mortgages. It's just a very difficult um, kind of economical time. And uh, the company I was working for got bought out. So they got bought out and here I am um, like, okay. And, and didn't know how my job was going to shake out. And they did contact me and say that my, my contract was not going to be renewed, um, that uh, they no longer needed my services. So they gave me a little bit of a severance and I left um, and then found out 
that I had this really amazing little person that lived in my house that I didn't really get to see a whole lot of. You know, I would get up in the morning, take him to daycare at like 630 in the morning. I wouldn't pick him up till 630 in the evening. And I would just have enough time to feed him, give him a bath, put him to bed and then rinse and repeat every day. So when um, my company got bought out, I got to reintroduce myself to my son, which was amazing. I had this really super cool person um, that was living with me. And Mm -hmm. then um, I thought, well, now I have time. Um, the people that I bought the, you know, the houses from were like, again, why don't you get your real estate license? I'm like, well, why don't I just, you know, take the classes, but I'm going to do them strictly for my, my benefit as an investor. And so I went to the classes, took the classes. Uh, my husband happened to come home from the military at that point and he, uh, gets home and we wake up the next day and I'm like, I gotta go. And he's like, I just, I just got home. I haven't seen you in like nine months. What do you mean you got to go? I'm like, I got to go get my hair done. And he's like, what? So I wasn't going to get my hair done. I was going to get my, take my real estate license because they told you don't tell anybody when you're testing mm-hmm. because what if you don't pass and whatever. So I didn't even tell him. So like a good husband, I left, I went and took the tests. I passed, I came home. I walk in the door. He's like, wow, honey, you look really great. Your hair looks amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't go get my hair done. <laughs> But now I'm a, but now I'm a realtor, right? <laughs> what a crazy, you know, it's just a crazy series of series of events. But yeah, just totally got the real estate license for investment purposes only. And then he, you know, he left and went went back to the bad place, fighting the war. He was in Iraq and all that stuff. And uh, I had my real estate license. The company that got that had bought my old company out had contacted me back and said, Hey, we just needed to wait for the dust to settle. We want you to come back and here's what we want you to do. And like creatures of habit, what do we gravitate to? What we know. Comfortable, right? So I did, I got all comfortable, went right back to what I was doing. And I'm like, I am back to working 60 hours to build someone else's empire. Like this is, this is ridiculous. What could I do if I applied those same 60 hours and worked them for myself? What would that do for my family? What would that look like? Um, so I quit and I, and I quit my job and everybody looked at me like I had four heads. They're like, okay, wait, you're going to get into real estate in 2008. <laughs> They're like, you don't realize everybody's trying to get out of real estate right now. Right. I mean, people were dropping like flies and I just thought if I could sell real estate in 2008, I could sell it anytime. The, the troubles that everybody was going through, the fact that everybody was underwater, um, the fact that I was investing as well. It just, I don't know, it made sense to me. So again, I took some more time to kind of get to know my son again and um, and then committed to full-time real estate in 2009. And then people learned that I had my real estate license. So they started calling me and asking me questions and the, and the business just kind of organically grew from there. Um, so I didn't have any intentions of building a, a big real estate um, company. It was just more, hey, let me just get my license so I can open my own doors and write my own contracts. And here we are, 14 years later, <laughs> still doing it. Still doing That's it. Hard. Little man isn't so little anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey. So we're still investing, and the the investment portfolio is growing just in a in a different kind of way, and um, and doing the real estate gig and uh, kind of eat, breathe, and sleep real estate. Yeah, that's fabulous. What a great story. Where are you located, out of Renee? 
Yeah, we're in the suburbs of Cleveland. And I always say that. I never ever tell the town where I'm from because everybody's like, where is that? Um, no, but suburbs fair. of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, suburbs of Cleveland. And um, so the, the, the town I grew up in is Brunswick. I currently live in Hinkley, which is right next door. Um, I just come from one of those places where nobody ever really gets out. They, you know, they leave, but they always, they always come back. So, yeah. Of course. Well, um, so you're with EXP. Yes. Tell me the number one reason why you moved to EXP. Or did you start your career there? Did you come from another brokerage? And if you did, what made EXP the better move? Because when you're at that high level of production, when you're in your niche, moving isn't easy. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I was, um, I had only been at one other big box brokerage and was there for almost 10 years. And um, I was the poster child for this big box company. I was on, you know, different leadership committees. Um, I like, I like to, to say that I was voluntold to do a lot of things, <laughs> right? Um, hey, nobody else will do it. Let's call Renee. She'll do it. Um, so I was just very committed um, to that company, just loyal. Um, the people that I worked with were like family to me, um, just very strong relationships. And it was, um, e EXP was kind of, was uh, I knew of it because I'd watched several friends leave my big box brokerage and go. And, but I just never felt like it, I always felt like I was at the right place. And then things started changing a little bit. And I didn't necessarily feel like my goals and my core values aligned with that big box brokerage anymore. However, I didn't feel like there was any place better to go. So I just kind of existed. Right. And then, um, I had friends that had, had gone to EXP, but none of them approached me about it. Like none of them called me and said, hey, you really got to check this place out. Um, but I happened to be in the market for a new personal residence of mine. So I was shopping for, for a new home for myself and the list agent um, at the time when I was shopping for that house had their independent brokerage. And during the negotiating, which by the way, I negotiated on this house for eight months. So eight months it took us to negotiate <laughs> to get this deal done. But the list agent on the other side had an independent brokerage, was doing fairly well, and two of his top agents left. And when you have two of your top agents leave, that was a lot of revenue for his company that had left. So all of a sudden, this agent that was negotiating with him for eight months became very interesting because he just watched almost $300,000 in GCI leave his doors. So he's like, hey, Renee, why don't we stop for coffee? Hey, Renee, why don't we, you know, um, grab a cocktail or something and, 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 and talk? But he was with this independent brokerage. And I'm like, I just have no desire to go to an independent brokerage. I'm in this big 800-pound gorilla place. Why would I leave there? Again, core values weren't aligning, but I just didn't see it as being a better situation. And then I watched him leave and go to EXP. And when I say him leave, he had an independent brokerage. So did he just get rid of his brokerage? Like, did he just disband it? Like what the heck happened? And no, he took his independent brokerage and basically brought it to EXP, still maintained his branding, still maintained the, the um, you know, the structure of his team, but was able to bring it over to EXP and, and succeed. But I didn't see it that way. I thought, oh, Gosh, those two agents that left him must have devastated him. He now has to go to a brokerage. But I felt bad for him. <laughs> I, I felt honestly bad. I was like, oh, that really sucks. Um, and that person was Al Stasek. 
And anyone that might be watching this um, may know Al Stasek, but he is doing very, very well, <laughs> extremely well. But at the time, it looked very odd for an independent brokerage to be absorbed into, uh, you know, another brokerage. Um, and that's what piqued my interest. I'm like, what's going on there? What is that about? And then I start seeing him bring other people over that, that had fantastic businesses, fantastic businesses, and they were going over. And I'm like, I'm missing something clearly. So now instead of him calling me saying, let's have coffee, I called him. I'm like, why don't we grab that cup of coffee? And um, he presented it. And it still took me two months to figure out that I wanted to make them move um, because it is really hard to leave someplace that you've been almost 10 years and you do feel a sense of loyalty and you do feel like I'm abandoning these people that I've built this huge relationship with and what are they going to think and how are they going to feel about me? And the truth of the matter is, is if you build those kinds of relationships and they feel any kind of way when you leave, they probably weren't quite the relationships you thought they were, right? Yeah. So took two months to, for me to make the decision, made the jump um, the very end of December of 2017. That was very strategic. I thought I'm going to make the move. Christmas is going to happen nobody's going to think about Renee. They're all going to be with their families and I can make this move and not have it be this big hubaloo. And um, that was silly. I should have made it a big old stink, but <laughs> I moved over and I've been here ever since and, and absolutely loving it. It's been life-changing. So you said, you know, the thing that piqued your interest is he took this empire, mm -hmm. presented it to EXP and got to continue building his empire, his own branding and, everything within that with the resources and the community support that exp has to offer and i mean exp has so many great things it's got revenue shares stock options collaboration and so much more now that's the thing that piqued your interest but a lot of people come over for one thing and fall in love with another is that kind of building your own brand still what you're in love with or you know have you found something else that has really piqued your interest so when I initially came over, I can't even say that it was building the brand. I, I, I was able to build a brand at my previous um, brokerage. The difference was, is that when the, when the model was explained to me, there were other income streams available to you. So effectively, you were able to, to pull in income by, but by doing the same things you did anywhere else. So at a traditional brokerage, you go and sell real estate and you earn commissions and that's your income. Whereas the EXP model for going out and selling that same house and doing the same things and creating the same relationships, I was now being compensated in different ways for that. So not only was I earning commission, but I was earning stocks and I was earning rev share and I was earning and I was earning and now we're, we're earning dividends. So it, the multiple in, income streams is what um, really attracted me. And at the time, I was also in a brokerage model that... Um, kind of rewarded you for um, attracting agents to, to the company. You know, if somebody said, hey, how do I get my license in real estate? And they happen to come over to that company because of you, they would compensate you in a, in a smaller way. But nonetheless, they would reward you in some way. And that was not really part of my business plan. So that wasn't really what really attracted me to EXP. It was the other income sources and the fact that you could potentially build a retirement where you, you don't really hear those words even echoed anywhere in any other brokerage. They kind of sell you on this that you, you know, you become the, the organic transition for an agent is you, you get your license, you go on a team. Once you learn everything you need to know, you go to become an independent. 
then as an, as an independent agent, rather, you go as an independent agent and then you create your own team. And then once you create your own team and you get it big and large enough to start really producing a lot of income, then you go independent and become an independent brokerage. And now you have something to sell. So they always sold you on the illusion that you were going to sell your real estate business to someone. And the reality of it was, is that I had been in business for many, many, many years, and I never heard of anybody actually doing it. I'm like, there's some really um, mature agents in the marketplace, and they have not sold their business yet. They're still opening doors, and they are well above the age that I really want to be opening doors, right? So I never saw anybody do it. And when I learned about EXP, they actually spoke of retirement in a much different way, didn't give the illusion that I was going to build this large enough business to then turn around and sell to somebody. They taught me that I could build a large enough business, bring in enough revenue and have it be generational to where I didn't have to worry about continuing on that hamster wheel day after day, month after month, year after year continuing to sell every single day until I'm 83 and then just decide that, hey, this might, I might be done, right? Um, so why I came over to eXp, the multiple streams of inc income is truly kind of a big part of why I stay. But the biggest part of, um, of actually enjoying why I'm staying is the culture that comes with it, is the people that want to help you build generational wealth, the people that want to help you grow, the people that want to, to help you excel. Um, and that's what really keeps you around and, and makes you want to be part of this big, huge thing that's, you know, way larger than you. And, um, and you can't wait to see how large it possibly can get and how far you go and how far the people that you have influence over go as well. Mm -hmm. Now you say, you know, that, that the community is what makes you stay the relationships. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a small personal anecdote of maybe a recent story or, you know, one that really stuck with you about the community? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I have several, but to me, it's all about proximity, right? I thought a misconception about EXP is that we're all, we're all in the cloud. We don't see each other. We don't converse. It's very digital age, um, which is so silly. Like we're in the Midwest. It takes us a little bit longer to get everything right. It starts out on the coast and then we finally get it by the time it's uncool on the coast. Um, <laughs> but so it takes us a little longer. But the, the general mentality was that, oh, you're in the cloud. How do you have a sense of community? I really need an office to go to. I really need, you know, that connection with the other agents. And I'm here to tell you, I was at a brokerage that, you know, um, at one point they had 220 licenses, 240 licenses. It would fluctuate depending on the year. And I was one of five agents that would go into the office every day. So you have 220 licenses and only five people were actually interacting with each other on a daily basis. Yes, you would get together for group meetings, but aside from that, um, you know, they really had to work at it to create this culture. And as that brokerage grew, the culture started breaking down. In EXP, as much as we are cloud-based, I have stronger relationships than I've ever had. I have a stronger sense of community than I've ever felt. And... Um, it's organic. It's not forced. It's not like, hey, everybody needs to show up for this meeting on a Tuesday or whatever between this time and this time. It's just organic community. Like we're literally reaching out to each other at 6 p.m. on a Thursday going, hey, can you guys jump on a call with us and let's let's hammer out some of these, you know, something that I'm dealing with. OK, cool. Um, so that's, you know, it, 
I could have story after story, but true in a, in a nutshell, that's what it looks like is that everybody's so willing to help each other. And I know it sounds like a bunch of kumbaya stuff, but it's, it's real and it's hard to explain until you experience it. And it's hard to put it into words. So although I appreciate the question, it, it you just got to experience it. You got to feel it. You got to yeah. see it for yourself. Yep. You came from a life of working 60 hours a week in corporate office. You know, you said to yourself, oh, I had this little stranger living at my mm -hmm. home that I got to reintroduce myself to when I finally made that change. Now, fast forward and you're still working. You're still hustling. I mean, you're, you've won the mm -hmm. icon podcast that doesn't come to somebody that doesn't put in the hours, but what do you do in your personal life or routine to keep your emotional state healthy? Because running business is not stress-free. It is not. Um, and especially, you know, uh, as I said, I came up in 2008, 2009. That was a very strange market. Everybody was underwater. Nobody felt like they could afford a real estate agent. Very um, stressful for a lot of people. Um, fast forward to the market we're in now. <laughs> um, very short inventory, very inflated prices. Sellers don't want to hire you because they don't think they need you, right? So it's not that they don't think they can afford you. They think that you're just not worth it, right? So each each kind of market um, has its challenges and stresses. So, it's, you know, staying healthy, trying to work out, all that good stuff. But to be honest with you, because real estate is such a, a center for, for me and my business and my family, um, we have investment properties, we have short-term rental properties, my stress relief, it, which allows me to have my creative outlet is I'll go and I'll buy the furniture for that place. And I'll put together the theme of that particular short-term rental and I'll, you know, pulling all the colors together and the textures and all that. And that's where I get to have my creative outlet and really it's kind of stress-free for me. It, it comes very naturally. The only time it gets stressful is when um, you can't get furniture to ship. That's a little stressful, but it just yeah. gives me a creative outlet and allows me to breathe. And um, and we've found ways to um, take bring our children because now we have more than, than just that one little boy. We have, uh, we have three now. Um, and that little boy is now 19. Oh, <laughs> Like, yeah, when I say that, um, but yeah, so, so two others on top of that, and we found ways to, um, we bring them into the properties and we want them to understand that, um, you know, this kind of lifestyle or whatever doesn't come without a price and it doesn't come without hard work and effort. And, um, so we bring them and you know what, they might be scraping wallpaper for, you know, for, for a couple hours in a day, they might be sweeping a floor up or whatever. And we just kind of include them in those um, stress relieving times. And of course, and then we'll go out and have ice cream and go do putt putt or take them to the lake or, you know, whatever it is, but that's kind of my stress relief. My, my stress relief still revolves around real estate and my kids. So <laughs> that's unique. You know, you said like healthy eating, all that good stuff, like, like everyone says, but you really have a fun outlet that still at the end of the day is like investing in yourself, but in a way that you enjoy and, and longevity too. Yep. You know, um, so that is really cool. Definitely an answer I haven't heard before. And so coming back to the fact that you're on the icon podcast right now, which means we gave you an award for your production. Some people listening to this right now may be wondering what the icon award is. So I'd love for you to explain what it is, how much production you had to get to it and what benefits has it provided you so far? Yeah, so we're in a little bit different of a market. And I, um, so the Icon Award just comes when, so basically um, 
you, you cap. So we're in a capping model. So most individuals are at an 80-20 split. That 20% that twenty goes to the brokerage. Once you pay in $16,000 to the brokerage, you are now considered capped at 100% commission. Above and beyond that, um, there is a small transaction fee. Um, once you sell um, 20 more houses on top of that, or on average 20, 20 more houses, um, depending on the scenario, um, you then qualify for ICON status. And they will gift you up to the $16,000 back that was your cap in the form of stock. Um, that's where people go, oh, in stock, you know, the stock market goes up and it goes down and, and that's not necessarily a good thing. I'm like, well, I didn't get anything <laughs> from my previous brokerage when I hit those milestones. I didn't get nothing. Um, and now they're giving me stock. And here's the cool thing is they're giving you the stock up to $16,000 worth, but that stock you know, you get it at whatever it is gifted to you at that time. And the, the earnings could be exponential depending on where the value of our stock goes, which then brings itself right back to everyone wanting to help each other. Right. So it everyone wants you to do well, because what's that going to do for the value of the stock? The value of the stock's going to go up and then everyone's going to do well. And then it's just this revolving circle of everybody wanting it to all go in the same direction. Right. So, um, in my market, so when they say, oh, on average to cap, you need to do about nine to 10, maybe 11 transactions. It's a little bit different in my market um, where average price points will hover around 175,000. Last two years were more like 200. Um, so it takes a few more transactions to get there, but it's absolutely doable and possible. Um, so I think with icon status, it ended up being um, more like, um, hovering around 37 to 42 transactions, depending on the situation um, to get to icon status. And the benefits from that have been absolutely huge because of when those shares of stock were gifted, because of what the value that they were gifted at and the value that it's gone up to has been, you know, it can be really rather life-changing. Um, and again, getting something that was not given to me anywhere else. The only form of income that I was getting from any other place was if I sold a piece of real estate, I earned a commission. Whereas this environment, I sell a piece of real estate, I earn a commission, and now I'm actually building something on, on another side too. So it's been, um, it's been great. That's awesome. So then for those that are watching who are maybe aspiring to achieve the icon status, what would you tell them as advice if you had only a few minutes with them alone that, you know, you may think help them achieve that? Um, they're they're kind of looking at it like, is this worth putting my time into? Is this worth, can I even achieve this goal this year? Just a few sentences to those people. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm kind of a very transparent person. Um, I've been with EXP for four years and I missed it the first two years. And I absolutely did enough business to achieve that award. However, the way that I had myself set up and I was part of a partnership when I originally came over to EXP, I didn't truly understand how to um, achieve icon status um, the way that, that it was intended to work. So although I did enough business to achieve icon status, I missed it two years in a row because I just wasn't structured properly. So my first thing is, is make sure that you are, that you understand, um, how icon status is achieved. 
and how you're actually receiving um, your income when when deals come through. So get structured right. And it is absolutely 110% possible, no matter what, what your your average price point is in your market. Yes, would it be great to live on the West Coast and be able to achieve it like that? Sure. Um, but I'm, I'm here in nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> so it's absolutely possible. Just have a plan to get there. The biggest um, struggle that I think agents have is they don't have a plan. They don't have a goal. So it's really hard to get somewhere when you don't know where it is, right? So if you don't know where it is, how do you know what road to take? So you're just kind of standing there and, you know, looking and playing in traffic effectively. So as long as you have a plan, you put it together and say, okay, and you do the math on what your numbers are and say, based on what the criteria is, it's going to take me 37 transactions. It's going to take me X amount. And then it's just about talking to enough people and helping enough people to get there. If you focus on the outcome, it's going to be harder. If you just focus on helping the people, you'll get there like that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that vulnerability, you know, and, and maybe those spaces that you missed because, you know, everybody wants to talk about winning and not everybody's mm -hmm. share that. So um, for those that are watching and ready to achieve that status and, you know, maybe they haven't thought about those factors beyond production or the factors beyond culture. And this can be an opening interview for them to really experience. Um, that brings us to the final question. Sure. Now, when it comes to being a real estate agent and looking for the right brokerage, and there are others that are on the outside looking in at EXP and thinking, oh, it's, it's too good to be true. There's mm -hmm. a catch. I'm, I'm very skeptical of this. It's just not even worth it. It's a pyramid scheme, right? And that's totally yeah. not true. But what would you say to somebody like that watching right now um, to kind of help their skepticism? So the first time I actually was open enough to listen to how the model worked. And by the way, when I say open enough, I literally sat in the room like this, like, go <laughs> ahead and press me. Right. I, I was so not open, but I was, I just wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. And then as, the, as they're explaining it, like I'm like this and then my arms came down and now I'm kind of leaning in and now I'm like, wait, right. And now I'm really listening but I still thought the same thing. Like, it's too good to be true. This doesn't make sense. Like, you know, this is, a, it sounds like a lot. And um, that's why it took me two months to figure out, you know, did I really want to do this? Bottom line is you're an independent contractor. If the people that you are working with truly and honestly love you, if you were to leave and come over and then find out everything anyone said was a lie, you could go right back to where you came from. They should welcome you with open arms no harm, no foul. And truthfully, depending on your level of business, depending on your level of business, I hear agents all the time. They're like, well, you know, the cost of signs and business cards and whatever. If that's your main objection to coming over, girlfriend, boyfriend, we need to talk. Signs and, and, and business cards should not be a reason for, for not making a jump. If you're running a big, huge business, I understand, you know, that that's, there's a lot of things to consider. Um, all I can say is, again, we're independent contractors. I left with the mentality that if it wasn't what it was, what it was all cracked up to be, I would just go back or call any one of the other people back that have been calling me saying, hey, why don't you come talk to us about our brokerage? That was going to be no problem. And I came over 
And every last thing they said was true. I, I've, I cannot, there's not been one thing that they didn't say, hey, this is what's possible that was not possible. Did I miss ICON two years in a row? I absolutely did. Was it possible to have achieved it in those two years? It absolutely was. I just didn't have the plan or wasn't structured right to get there. Um, you know, attra attracting agents, revenue share, recruiting people say it. You don't have to recruit a soul. You can come over, sell real estate just like you do, earn stock like you never have before, purchase stock like you never have before, and never even touch the recruiting side of it. Nobody's going to call you up and say, hey, Missy, how come you haven't recruited an agent here? We do not care. We do not care. Come and sell real estate. Do what you always do. Get compensated in ways that you haven't gotten compensated and build something that's going to help you build generational wealth and or at least fund your retirement. You know how scary it is knowing all these real, these real estate agents out there running around with zero plan as to how they're going to retire? Zero plan as to how they're not going to sell real estate 20 years from now. No plan. They're not investing in real estate. They're not investing in anything else. They're just selling houses over and over again. And I, I, I just, um, I live in a very cold state in the winter and I do not want to be 73 years old, opening doors in the middle of Ohio, right? Unless, unless that's just my jam when I'm 73, then I'm doing it because I want to, not because I have to. And you love it. Right. Exactly. It's a, right. it's a whole different scenario though. Right. Just like me going and decorating Airbnbs for my stress relief, right? It's because I love it. Um, that's my stress relief. But yeah, if that's, if that's your goal and your stress relief is at 73 is going to be opening doors for buyers, then God bless you. But if that's not your goals, then let's talk because, you know, there's a better way. Um, and it's not to say that the brokerage you're at or the brokerage you're considering isn't great. I know so many, so many great brokerages. However, are they the right thing for the agent? Are they the right thing for the agent? So I feel like I found the right place for the agent. And I feel like I found the right place for the agents that I influence and lead. Many team leaders out there at other brokerages feel like they're doing a great job by their team. And the reality of it is if they were in this model, their team would be thriving just as much as the team lead would be. And it'd be a lot more synergistic. Yeah. And like you said, if you make the jump, well, you don't like it. Other people are trying to recruit you, but at the end of the day, there's so much to offer when it comes to EXP. You may never look back. <laughs> you may look back at it as yeah. the best decision you have made. Most people that I talk to, when I say, you know, Hey, if you had to look back at it, you know, what would you have changed? And they're like, I wish I would have done it sooner. And I have that same response. I, I wish I, I still was kind of an early adopter here in Ohio, but I feel like I, I missed out on several months that um that I could have been been working in this this fantastic model and building the relationships um, that I currently have and being in the proximity of some of the most badass agents I've ever had the opportunity to speak with. Yeah, and that that really puts a nail on it to just know that this network that you have right here is there for you. And ready to hop on with you and excited to be a part of a team with you. I mean, what is there, what is there to top that? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you're in the suburbs of Ohio area, make sure you reach out to Renee, whether that's uh, for some advice, wanting to jump over to EXP or getting yourself into a home, maybe a little help with some um, home tech work. Yeah. <laughs> Always looking for new Airbnb short-term rental opportunities. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's her hobby. She loves it. Yeah, and, it, 
if you're a, if you're a woman in this industry, a mom in this industry, I'm telling you, I've single momed it. I have, um, you know, th three kids, got one in college, two littles, like huge gaps in ages. Like I've seen it all. I've done it all. I'm an investor, a female investor. Um, there is ways for us as females to band together and create something super dynamic. And I cannot wait to talk to more strong females that are that are looking to do something like that. I love that. Make sure you guys hit Renee up. Renee, any final touches before I hit our outro? No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And it just proves what EXP is about. Um, Gian and I, you know, we don't hang and have lunch. She doesn't live in, in Northeast Ohio with me. And um, now I feel like I could call her anytime and I'm, and I'm open to, you can call me anytime you ever have any questions. Yeah, please do. It was such an honor talking to you today, Renee, and we will be in touch soon. Right. Take care. You too. <laughs> Thank you.